Hello everyone and welcome to Just What You Never Expected or Just Wine as I like to call it. My name is Ro and here on the show we highlight the perspectives, experiences, travel adventures and becoming of this atypical Jamaican Canadian American girl. And by now you know I'm talking about yours truly. This is our seventh episode and counting. I'm excited about this journey with you. It's going to be a great ride, I promise. Today we're looking at families, specifically children and their parents that have been reunited after years of separation and how this pause has affected them. This topic is very familiar to me as I can relate, being a Jamaican born, separated from my mother as a baby when she left the island um, and when she left for a better life. Well, this is going to be an interesting and very thought provoking one. This one is for all the parent-child relationships that have had such a pause in their relationship. Get that glass of wine if you're ready. Sit back, relax. You're in for a real treat. Well, happy Just Wine Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to the show. Normally here, I would welcome you to Just Wine Wednesdays when a new episode of the Just Wine podcast drops each and every Wednesday for your listening pleasure. But instead, we have to take a moment and apologize to all of you, our valued listeners, our valued supporters for our weeks of absence with uh, the technical issues we had over the past month and now in just an insanely busy period with me um, at work, we haven't been able to keep up with our schedule as planned. And we're not happy about this. I'm not happy about this. This is not okay. I'm actually getting into a bit of trouble and grief for it. And it's very disappointing to hear when our when our audience is looking for that drop and we haven't delivered. You know, the truth is, for me, the better part of my week is actually spent preparing for each show. I really, really enjoy making these episodes. I enjoy sharing and I especially enjoy the feedback that I get from each of you who've taken the time out to reach out either personally or write a review online to let me know, let us know what you're thinking, how you feel about our content, how it's affecting you. So we are preparing some big moves to ensure we can deliver as promised, deliver consistently. Hang in there with us. When we say you're in for a real treat, we mean you're in for a real treat. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Well, here's the picture circa 1980-something on the island of Jamaica. Crime was increasing, education expensive, food expensive, and scarce. The money situation was even worse as jobs were hard to find. Most parents were seeking life outside of the island. A better life is what they called it. And for those who had wealth and or good jobs, all seemed possible for their family, all seemed possible right there at home on the island, and the idea of a good life was in view. However, for those who didn't, who weren't afforded those privileges, other alternatives had to be considered. And the name of this game is Better Opportunity. And on a logical level, most can understand this, even in retrospect. But there are some grave consequences that have come alongside this relational pause, as I like to call it, when usually what happens is mom leaves sons and daughters behind to plan for a new life, a better life in what we call 
foreign, right? In Jamaica, we called anywhere else outside to the developed world or the first world countries. We call it foreign. So if you're going to the UK, if you're going to America, if you're going to Canada, it's called going to foreign. And in English, plain term, foreign, like a foreign land, a strange place, a new place. Anyways, while it may seem like it, it's the only viable option. In retrospect, we've seen the evidence that it has proven costly to the family dynamics. It has proven costly to the development of a strong, healthy parent-child relationship. And we want to look at that today. I was several months old when uh, my mother left me with her aunt in Jamaica as she pursued a better life. I lived for seven years seven years with with my great aunt and who I developed a very strong connection to and who I began to call mom and who became and continues to be the first conscious memory of a mother in my mind even to this day I became fully integrated in my life with my new parents Uh, they spoiled me they loved me Um, they treated me well I was told I was told by them that my mom my mom was away that you know she was abroad and and all that, but I, I didn't think I really grasped the notion of this and that perhaps with not seeing her, my small mind couldn't really comprehend the truth of that. And so for me, I think what happened is that even though I was told that my mom was somewhere else, what I saw in front of me was was my reality and comparable to other friends around kids at school who had you know parents at home or whatnot it just looked the same so to me in my mind this was my family even though I was hearing and learning about my mom who's away and and back then and I'm dating myself but back then you know if you wanted to keep in touch you had to write a letter it wasn't like today society where keeping in touch with someone from overseas is quite easy with whatsapp video chat or whatsapp messenger and facetime and all other video messaging apps that wasn't possible you had to write if you wanted to keep in touch with your family overseas now eventually this day came where mommy and i took our first trip together on a plane we were bound for the we were bound for the country of a better life. And this would turn out to be the trip of no return for me. See, the package was being dropped off for return to its original owner. And this is where things got sticky because, you know, we now have to merge two worlds. There's little familiarity with each other. And while most parents would expect that you would just pick up where you left off with your child it's gonna be great and wonderful from what I've seen it rarely happens this way from all my experiences with friends families colleagues neighbors etc what I've seen in other reintegrated family is that the story is a difficult one that the lives of from from mother and child in the two different worlds is extremely hard to merge because of various uh, different factors 
Here's what we've noticed with these families. There are some challenges encountered by these children left behind that have been so difficult, it's changed the lives and sometimes even the very character of the children forever. And we're talking about persistent changes throughout childhood, throughout teenage years, and even into adulthood. Their lives and characters have been affected for the long term. And high level, this is due to uh, verbal abuse. We're talking physical abuse. We're talking sexual abuse, neglect, trauma, feelings of abandonment. Additionally, what I've noticed is long-term changes in the dynamic of the mother-child relationship that seems extremely difficult to repair. My relationship with my mom suffered as a result, but we are so much further than we're we were before and I think it's because we had this kumbaya moment you know where we talked and apologized and if I were to think and try to put a finger on what the issue was before all I can point to would be this pause we had my story is probably quite unique as most children whose parents migrated to a new country before they were taken along with them were much older so they were in uh, primary school or elementary school, middle school, high school, whereas I was a, a baby. But nonetheless, the the fact of the matter is that when it comes to the reunification part of things, the effects are still the same. It's a challenge to bridge these two worlds that have been separate for so long. And we all respond differently to this pause and the related trauma as with anything in life really right I look around and I look at the friends the colleagues uh, different uh, people that I know who are in the situation who may have been left behind and it it everyone just kind of does a different thing some can reintegrate fairly easily with their mom while others it's a daunting task back in uh, 2016 I went to a Trey Anthony play called how black mothers say I love you it was an emotional and raw look into family dynamics and in this play we follow the story of these two sisters who were left behind in Jamaica during their childhood years they were left behind for six years while mom moved to the U.S. and tried to get a better life but in the in the in that time mom remarried she had another child and seemingly started this better life without the children she had left behind so what we saw in the play was that when the two sisters who were left behind were finally reunited with mom and meeting a new sibling in this new life one of the sisters had a much harder time dealing with the separation and then the reintegration than the other sister did and it was interesting to look at that years later now in this play years later they were in their 30s the sisters were in their 30s and living on their own um, but they travel in to see their dying mother they got word that their mom is dying and they traveled in to be with her and you see the anger you see the feelings of uh, resentment and abandonment just come through specifically with this one sister who had the more difficult time with the reintegration and with the reconnecting with mom you see that so strongly and so uh, pronounced with the other sister 
it was more peaceful. Uh, she had let things go. She wasn't really fighting. She wasn't looking back at what had happened. And she was seemingly able to move on from that. But the other just couldn't. And what resulted was that this uh, angry uh, sister would lash out at her sick and dying mom. She would lash out um, in fits of anger, uh, in the slightest of things. So even at that stage in her life, in her 30s, this was still affecting her and the relationship was still suffering. The, new, the news of her, her dying mom brings everyone rushing home, but it doesn't provide an out for that one child. It doesn't give mom a pass because she's that ill for that one child. That one child just couldn't shake the demons of her past. She just couldn't leave that behind. And being together, knowing that death is near, I guess provided this final opportunity for them to hash things out. And, and they do. And it forced them to confront their emotions and all the pent up anger. Now, at this point, everything on the inside is just coming out in any old type of way, just right out in live and in living color. But is this the best approach? Not at all. But it's happening. It's happening as they race that clock, right? That clock for time. And what resonated with me heavily in this play was just how differently the siblings responded. Two siblings with similar experiences responded so very different to the trauma of being separated from their mom. For many, this is how the story ends. Some will leave the past in the past and they'll move forward. Others will discuss and they'll share their peace in kind words, in not so kind words, and others will just literally stay away. And then there are just some who just cannot seem to shake it and they will continue to talk and continue to vent and, and, and lash out. And the truth of the matter is that most people who've been left behind, they will tell you that for whatever injustice, whatever bad experience, whatever trauma or hell they went through during that time, during that pause, they will blame mom to some degree because the cry is that had she been there, this would not have happened. The cry is also, you should have been here to protect me from this happening. And then the assumption often is that mom is over in paradise living her best life without me, unconcerned and unbothered. To my fellow children left behind, and I say children regardless of what age you may be now, because it's the child in you who can relate. Though our experiences may have been rough, challenging, and sometimes pushed us close to, to death, even depending on our unique circumstances and our unique experiences, we must choose to relieve ourselves of this burden of the past. We must choose to remove that from us if it's still looming around. Because if allowed, if we get, if we give it permission, it will strangle our lives, like it will cripple us. And we must acknowledge the casualty, right? We must acknowledge the casualty that's happened and commit to right the wrong, however possible, and on both sides at that. So I'm talking about parents and child. Through forgiving yourself, forgiving each other, acknowledging mistakes made, 
sharing what the experience was like without the other and committing to not allowing such a situation to ever happen again in you know your own families and in your own circles all my friends and family know I discourage everyone I mean everyone I know from leaving their children behind and not because I had such a terrible experience when I was left behind no that's that's not the case but rather because I saw how difficult it made reuniting and reconnecting with your parents once that time came for the most part we have to acknowledge that parenting is tough it's difficult as an adult whether you're a parent or not this I think we can all agree to be true most parents had the best of intentions as they sought this better life most didn't think it would take multiple years to find work to find a place to save money to once again be reunited with their children that were left behind they didn't think it would take six and seven years most didn't know exactly what they would have to face to get things together so so that their children could rejoin them they they had no clue they just had a a hope and a dream and when I talked to my mom, my grandma, aunts, others, it wasn't an easy road for them either. You know, they went through challenges and abuse and, you know, hard times. They too experienced much hardship. So I'm here today enjoying the benefits of a decision made by my family to migrate. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I can recognize the benefits in all of this and to deny the journey would be to deny all I enjoy today. And so it may have been a rough path to get here, but I'm here nonetheless. And, you know, you look at your blessings, you count your blessings and you move forward. I just don't think there's any other way than moving forward in life. You know, moving laterally doesn't work for too long uh moving backwards is no good um not moving at all is just as is equally as bad but if there's any movement to be made it's it's forward or upward it is you know either one but moving in the right direction is important and i think once you've recognized that there's an issue here the correct thing to do would be try to to try to fix it to acknowledge that to try to fix that and if counseling is necessary then yes because there are some things we just cannot fix on our own and there are some conversations that are difficult for us to have on our own without a mediator so whether that be some older head in the family uh, an elder in the family in your church in your community in your social circle um, it doesn't have to necessarily be a licensed therapist although that would be preferred you can talk through things among each other and you can definitely try to do this one-on-one as well but I would definitely encourage each and every family affected by this pause to take some time to sit and discuss so perhaps this episode can help someone or another family presented with the decision to separate from your children leaving them miles and miles away from you with grandparents with aunts with uncles or friends in other countries while you you take some time to try and make things happen for you and the family if you're considering that please don't there has to be another way there has to be another way especially in today's society my key takeaways that i'd like listeners to go with today 
One, recognize the consequence of not raising your own children can be too dire. Parents, the half of those stories haven't yet been told. Trust me, you may think you know what your child went through when you had that brief pause or that six, seven, eight, nine year pause, but there's likely much more. You may likely pass out from shock and a broken heart if you hear it all. I've heard stories. This episode is not designed to put anyone down. It's meant to put us all on blast to recognize something that isn't working or isn't good for us rather, even though we survived it. And this may sound dismal, but some of these relationships, some of these parent-child relationships may never come back to their former glory. Unfortunately, they may never do that, but they can still be great. They can still be strong, healthy, and wholesome. It just requires transparency. It's going to require some acknowledgement, forgiveness, empathy, and truth. I'd like to challenge parents and children today. I'd like to challenge um, those parents and children who've had this relational pause to talk. As, as I said earlier, to talk about it, talk about what life was like while you were apart, if you haven't yet done so. Talk about how it's changed the family dynamics, what you thought the other person was doing well or not so well, what you think will make it better. What, it, what was it like living without the other? And, and what vindication do you seek or, or what, do you, what vindication do you, you feel you need? Well, my hope is that those listening will be challenged to open the door of discussion in this area that may have been closed off, but not dealt with, and just provide an opportunity for healing and for better relationships. We've got to learn from our mistakes and we've got to get it right. Oftentimes, the best way to do that is to examine things and debrief with your team, right? And your team as in your family. Well, one thing we want to leave with you today before we do head out is Sankofa. Sankofa is a metaphorical symbol of the Akan people of Ghana. And they use symbols to teach life skills, to teach lessons and morale. And this symbol, Sankofa, literally means to go back and get it. And I bring this up because what they use the symbol Uh, to convey is the importance of reaching back to knowledge that you've gained in the past, bringing that into the present to make positive change and progress. You feel me? So said differently, Sankofa is the wisdom in learning from the past to ensure a strong future. Well, that's it for our show today. Thanks to each and every listener for winding down with us here at the Just Wine Podcast. I'm so glad you chose to spend the time tuning in. Look out for the next episode, which will be available for download next Wednesday. We do post episodes weekly. And if you're enjoying the podcast, let us know. Send an email uh, to justwinepodcast at gmail.com or uh, leave a review on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Let others know what you like and what we're doing well quick it's easy and it'll be much much appreciated by yours truly right here if you haven't started following us on instagram pause your flow for a minute check us out on instagram follow us there at just wine podcast that's j-u-s-t-w-y-n-e podcast 
Until next time, family. We'll see you soon. Bye for now.